This week on Happy, Sad, Confused, Will Ornette on Arrested Development, flaked and being my mortal enemy. That's not you, Sammy. See, you thought you were my mortal I'm enemy. On, that's why I always like when he's around. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. My name's Josh. That's Sammy. Hi. Uh, we do the little intro for this fun old podcast where I get to talk to silly smart people like Will Arnett. Ugh, this is – I love Will Arnett. What do you love him from? What's your base is – it, is it arrested? Arrested. Yeah. Everyone – like no one frankly knew who Will Arnett was. I think he would admit to that. Until yeah. really arrested. And arrested in 30 Rock. I love him in 30 Rock. Rock he was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's one of these people that just makes me laugh. He's a very he's just like a naturally like his his way is very dry and I mean I have a question. Yes. And I think the the listeners will probably wonder. Yeah, you're speaking like on behalf of the uh, speaking on behalf yeah. of the other side. Where does you guys have a very contentious relationship? Right. Where did that – how did that happen? So to clarify, it's not based in reality. No, we don't, no. We actually – we love each other deeply on yeah, a profound level. Every time you interview him, it just – he really – it's like – It's the last years. I don't – and I truly don't remember where it began. <laughs> we, I think, arbitrarily decided that there was a past uh, transgression that we were angry at each other for. You, so the point where <laughs> we – would like I've run into him on the streets of New York and basically had an exchange like, "Fuck you, you know what you did," <laughs> and then like, wa- and then like keep walking. But like, what if he really thinks you did something? No. Well, having had him on the podcast, I can tell you, we're, I think we're okay. Um, but uh, hey, if you're gonna have but you guys have this like long-standing bit, I think it's I think it's fun to have. Like, look, let's let's stretch this out for decades. <laughs> yeah, let's do I it. I want someone that I can build a, like a true. Yeah, but he always fret- like walks in the room and sees you, and he's like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's totally true. Um, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it from the likes of Will Arnett. He mm-hmm. uh, he has a lot going on as always. He has season two of Flaked, which is on Netflix right now. Really, his his baby. He he co-wrote, I believe, every episode. He's an executive producer on it, um, and it is a very. It's an interesting. Um, you know, it, it's comedic, but it's not like the out and out comedies that you're you associate with Will Arnett. And I again, I, I say this often. I feel like on the podcast, but I always appreciate when actors and filmmakers uh, are willing to take chances and push their passion projects. And this certainly is one. So support Flaked on Netflix. It's now in season two. He also has the Gong Show. Show. Do you know what the Gong oh. Show? I'm curious. Do you know the gong, what the Gong Show is, Sammy? It's it's way before your time. No, I, well, I know it now because I've seen all the commercials for right. it, and it's like, oh, the the big British host is going to be on it. And I'm right. like, I don't know him. Wait, wait, do, do you not know who? The I host? didn't know him. Wait, wait, you literally don't know I who that host is. I literally didn't know who oh, that man is, was. This is hysterical. This is <laughs> no, this it is truly hysterical. is. Okay. I had no idea who that was. It's I had to a, look him up. Wait, wait. I saw Will Arnett, and I was like, oh, but, that looks good. But wait, you don't. You don't know that the host of the is a character that Mike Myers is playing? No. Okay, I just blew Sammy's brain. <laughs> I think it's Tommy Maitland, I think, is the character. Well, what's scary is you said you looked him up, which is really like no, you, your Googling I skills up the suck. Show. <laughs> yeah. And I never saw anything That's, about I love that so much. Oh, sweet innocent Wait, Sammy. Why is Mike? <laughs> Mike Myers is doing a full-on new character. The interesting thing, we, oh we actually don't, we don't, we don't. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> the promo, it's interesting because the promo material is about the show and even like talking to Will, we didn't really talk a lot about the Gong Show in this <laughs> I'm conversation. I'm freaking uh, you are, freaking you out are totally, right now. But they don't talk about it. They don't like acknowledge that it's Mike Myers. 
but it's Mike Myers. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm 190,000% sure. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. What if it's Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little bit of that Tropic Thunder character Guys, in there. Guys, we got to watch The Gong Show. <laughs> so, okay. This is awesome. Okay, so yeah, so The Gong Show. And by the way, The Gong Show, which Holy the history. shit. <laughs> The Gong Show was a show, I think back in the 70s, it was a weird kind of variety show. Chuck Barris, who uh, later they did that movie about him. George Clooney did The Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I was like, oh, they brought the original host back from the old show. She's not here to get anything I'm saying because she's still in her- I'm reeling. Yes, yes, yes. The 70s. Right. Right. Anyway, so it's a variety show hosted by a character that Mike Myers has created. Holy shit. (laughs) Okay. So- Look forward to that. I think that's premiering, I want to say June 22nd. Does check Will their Arnett local know? Yes. <laughs> I hope so. I'll, I'll check in with him. Did people know? Okay, Sammy. Okay. All right. This is going to be so good. This interview is going to be so good. <laughs> um, and yes, of course, we talk a bunch about Arrested Development. How can you not? This One of the oh, classics God. of our time. Truly. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're going to do a season five, which I'm very excited for. I know season four had its kind of like divisive kind of um, reactions. I still loved it. it it's, yes, by the nature of it, it was a different kind of a feel. But um those characters, those actors are genius in the writing, everything. So I'm, I'm very excited that they're getting the band, the band back together. Very excited. Yes. Uh, so yes, while Sammy um, <laughs> lies on the floor, on the floor <laughs> collecting herself, um, enjoy this conversation with Will Arnett. Go check out Flaked. And yes, The Gong Show, hosted by a guy that's played by Mike Myers. You just spoiled it for everyone. <laughs> well, I think it's an incentive. Now people are going to be curious to check it out. I'm curious. I'd like people to let us know if they knew that or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, don't. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Tweet at me, Joshua yeah. Horowitz. Mm-hmm. I never I never say this stuff, too. That's a good reminder. Tweet at me. Let me know what you're enjoying, who you want to hear on the show. Mm-hmm. And yes, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends, R-R-S. guys. Come on, mm-hmm. spread the good word of Happy Sad Confused. Uh, those reviews do matter, so your support is appreciated. Uh, and now the main event, Mr. Will Arnett. Played by Will Arnett, not played by Mike Okay, Myers, that was know. my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Remember back in the day when Midtown Manhattan really meant something? It doesn't uh, mean as much anymore. We're joined by uh, Will Arnett, who's talking about um, the importance of, uh, what were you saying? Midtown what? Manhattan. Right. When people would say, yeah, and they have offices in Midtown Manhattan, you'd be like, oh, well, this is quite an operation they right. have. Now you're like, great. Yeah. Who gives a rat's ass? It was Trump. This is, he's soiled. I've noticed, I've noticed that you've become, as have I, frankly, on social media since the election, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've been, I've become much more politically active. Have you as well? Have you been, uh, become more engaged? I or? guess so. I, my stuff is more, it, it's less, I, I try less to like preach as just to kind of, and, and more point out the hypocrisy and, and some of the absurdity of what we're living in truly absurd times. You know, I was just listening, um, to uh, that Comey testimony. Yeah, it's happening right now. Yeah, I was getting that Comey shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Testifying. You want to just watch it together and we can just comment on it live? <laughs> I'm going to get it. Yo, man, I just got that tattoo. Comey for life. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, and they were talking about the idea that, that the right, that Comey, he, he confirmed in no uncertain terms uh, that the Russians had indeed tried to compromise our elections in 2016. It was something that everybody kind of knew and or suspected, sure. but he actually said it in a very sort of official way. And 
Um, and yet everybody was much more concerned about what the, the all this Trump stuff, as we all are, because it's very important. And, and one of the senators went back and, they, and said, did the president ask any questions about that? Like, did he follow up and say, what can we do to stop this? The Russians... <laughs> Have attempted <laughs> quick quick follow up. Yeah, <laughs> have, have attempted to influence our elections to it, and they've attacked all these. And he said, "No, nah, didn't come up. Nah, wasn't interested. He didn't fucking care. <laughs> all he cared about was whether or not he was under investigation. That so it 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 feels like it's incumbent upon me to just kind of shed a little bit of light on that if I can. I agree. Um, and then I'll also put out a lot of like photos of. Of Trump, like doctored photos and stuff, where he just to make him look even more foolish, well, which is hard. It's not hard, and it, 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 I think it brings us a little small degree of joy just knowing, like m- most you know presidents in, in the past, a wouldn't have the time or interest of looking at that stuff, and b it wouldn't bother them. But we know that kind of stuff does bother him. Yeah. So it kind of, it, you know, what maybe it is worth putting up a doctored it, shitty photo. It, of it him. is. There's because he there's, might actually see it. I know. And make him feel worse about himself. That's <laughs> it. And that's the thing. I want him to. There's that. There's that off chance that he'll take a look at it, yeah. and it'll enrage him. Basically, we're just hoping that he uh, blocks you, which is inevitable. We'll see. Man can dream. I don't know, man. Uh, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. I don't know if it'll ever happen. But uh, th- there was no formal introduction, but it's it's a pleasure to to have you in the podcast studio, especially considering I feel like any you know any any hero is only as good as their vi- their villain, their greatest mortal enemy. And you, yeah. as we know, you're my great I'm mortal hero. And you're no, the... no, 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 no. You're, oh. you're in my territory now, man. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't know how it started. We 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 began like a rivalry like a year or so ago, where we started to. Decided we hated each other. I remember um, it was at Comic Con. It wasn't. It was before Comic Con. You're right. It was before Comic Con. <laughs> See, that's why we are. Um, you don't. You hate me so much. You don't even remember why I, you hate me. That's and that's the key. That's because mm-hmm. I know that that will enrage you, and so I'm not even giving it. You know any. I'm not giving it the attention that you think it requires. <laughs> Do you have you in your, in your past? Have you ever had an actual mortal enemy? Have you ever had a rival? Have you ever had somebody that you felt like that N- guy? No, I don't know if I've ever had. I, I have had a few people over the years. Uh, yes, I've had a couple of people whom I did not like um, a lot. And what what, what 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 pisses you off? What, what, is there a common characteristic in the people? That... Yes, it's that they're uh, sort of duplicitous and and liars, and <laughs> and um, and it's actually it, this is not uh, this is not a way for me to plug my show on Netflix, but that's kind of what led me to to want to uh, create the show was I w- there were a couple people who I was. It, it it came to sort of as a real shock to me, I guess, that that, that I discovered that they weren't who I thought they were, mm. and um, I thought, wow. And, and they, I realized how much energy they spent, kind of keeping all these plates spinning, to create this persona for themselves that everybody saw, and and I decided that's a that's so uh, um, it takes a lot, and so I kind of. The character of Chip was the first thing that I ever sort of wrote uh, with regards to Flake, and and I just I remember I was flying to London, and uh, I just started um, kind of sketching out this character um, based on this, based on a couple people whom I was not necessarily rivals with, but but whom I had sort of grown to have a 
resented the hypocrisy of yes. what they stood yeah. for. Yeah, and um, you know, so uh, and that's what that's how the show started. In and I started realizing I I started looking at people and, and saying, and including myself, by the way, the face that we show the world and the face that we look at in the mirror when we brush our teeth at night. Um, or take them out and have them brushed for me, as is in the case with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's a different podcast. That's for a different no, we'll show. Get, we'll get into that. that your grooming but, uh, techniques I would, and I your. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to hear everything. I had all my teeth knocked out four years ago, so and, and they're all false. <laughs> I also admire. I have to say, just uh, this is uh, really apropos of nothing, but just looking at you and your 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 wonderful uh, um, uh, comfort with um, chest hair that I don't have. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have a ton of it. Yeah. Um, Does it just stop right there? at Because the, you're about three buttons down. Yeah. And well, yeah, because that was the only place when I when I taped it on, like glued it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> it's part of the dental team. They also <laughs> they also do chest hair. It's amazing. That's good. No, yeah, yeah. I I uh, I'm, I run hot. This is a true story. Yeah. I run hot, so I'm I, I your sweater. To, you're a I Schwitzer. Pre- I, I will. Uh, up. What's what's that? Schwitz. I don't know what that is. You're sweating. You, you sweat. That's all. Um. <laughs> I'm a Jew. Hi. Oh, oh. Have you oh. ever met one of us? Is that is that Yiddish? You know what? That's offensive. What? Josh. That's, that's not How? offensive. I just don't know if you've ever met a Jew. I live. I've lived in New York since 1990. Oh, New York's all Jews. That's I, what it. That's what a non-Jew would say. Listen, I had an office in Midtown Manhattan, <laughs> <laughs> the center of it all. <laughs> um. So you sweat. So you, so you sweat. I sweat a lot. Yeah, I do schwitz, and and I, I uh, so I find my. You know, I don't wear socks. You don't. Look yeah. at that. I rarely wear a socks. Can I do this? Yeah, of course. You're putting your feet on the table right in front of me. It's um, not a rude thing well, at all. Th- this is. Is it a table or is it a wheel that collects cables? <laughs> From the bottom of the ocean. I mean, you know what? You should have Pick seen a where... lane, Horowitz. You... I used to do the podcast in my shitty little office. So at least look, this is like professional. We've got like no, engineers, nice. producers, sound things on the wall, this and microphones. Nice. Yeah, sound things. Um, <laughs> hold up with all the tech talk, man. Um, you taught me some mic technique already. I got my when you lawyer here in. with me, by the He's way. He's not your lawyer. That's not a true thing. Okay. Well, in my mind. So we were talking about okay, the the, the public and and, and yes. the, the fake uh, faces that we we show the world is that endemic? I mean, it's for all of us. I have that to a degree, but is it more tied to your sordid industry than most? You, you think, or yeah, it, it it can be for sure. Uh, you know, it's I, it, it's funny. It's one of those questions you get um, that I seem to get, especially from people I grew up with or friends that I had who will say who aren't in in the biz. Uh, in, in the biz industry, as I call it, mm-hmm. um, and they'll say, "What's so and so like?" Right. You know, you get that all the time. You've met and you interview lots of people, and I'm sure people say, "What's so and so really sure. like?" And there are times when you go, "Oh yeah, that. Ter- oh yeah, um, that person's terrible. That's they're a terrible person." <laughs> really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a couple of people who are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they're a terrible person," <laughs> and a lot of people know that, and and the public adore them. You know, and their their persona is. The opposite, yeah, um, and that's always interesting. Um, but you know, but to tell you the truth, as I started working on the show and I started uh, um, sort of writing the the first season with, with my partner Mark Chapel, aka Chappie, which you get it why because his name's 
Chapel. Oh, I thought it was a reference to the movie, the classic movie. Chappy. Chappy Love Lake. I love you just did that. I want to get that. We, when that movie came out, we, he was so exhausted by us just <laughs> leaving messages going, Chappy. Like, it's the new Jar Jar Binks of our time. <laughs> so he, uh, as we started writing this character, we, I, I started writing, I, I started identifying with some of the things that, um, that, you know, characteristics that Chip had. And I was like, well, maybe I'm guilty of that too. And, and you start, you know. None of us is perfect. Certainly, I'm not, and I know for a fact you're come, not. I know where you're. Come on. Well, <sighs> so when you started to have to, for instance, become like a truly public person and start to do the, like the talk shows and publicity yeah. and stuff, did you find that was that something that either you thought about consciously, like I have to portray myself a certain way? Do you have no. to create a, or was it just sort of like I'll, what you see is what you get? Yeah, no, I, I I've been much more what you see is what you get kind of um, person. You know, the only sort of times I think where I was reserved was like the first time I did Letterman because I was so nervous sure. and, and in awe of him. Um, one of my idols and um and i mean like driving idols because he got so many speeding tickets right <laughs> um but i i uh for the most part i try to keep it uh i've always tried to kind of keep it pretty real yeah keep, or on a real tip as as i'm is that what people say, say? That... no i'm loath to say that um you've got uh i'm curious actually like for something like flaked because in watching it it's it's not the kind of thing that I'm guessing that would have been offered to you. Like, no. how much of it was like you, you talk a little bit about why you created it and, and what you were kind of the issues you were wrestling with. You and Chappie. Um, but, <laughs> sorry, I'm not going to be able to do it. Not do that. Um, but how much of it was also like, oh, I'm going to create something that wouldn't come to me. I need to create material if I want to do different kinds of things. People see me a certain way. I'm going to need to create my own material. Yeah, that 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 was a big part as well, for sure. I. I um, it was it, it's a lot closer to the kind of stuff that I think that I originally wanted to do when I when I started as a as a younger actor. Um, I didn't start in comedy in sketch or stand up or any kind of comedy, um, and I wanted to be. I was young enough that I thought that I wanted people to take me seriously, so I gave a shit about things like that back then. Um, and I and I think that. Uh, I wanted to doing a show like Flaked, yeah, it was not something, especially coming off, you know, the the first thing that 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 um, the first job I had that got me any kind of um, notice was Arrested Development, and then after that, I had a few things, but it was always within the realm of comedy, right? And I knew that I wanted to do something a little different, and I wanted to do a show also, <clears throat> the kind of show that I would like that was just kind of dry that it. You know, we're not trying to be too cool for school, and we're not trying to say, hey, look, these guys live this life, isn't it rad? We're trying to say it's kind of absurd, and in season two, you know, we took a lot of hits season one. You know, people were saying that we were glorifying these older dudes dating younger girls and stuff. We're like, no, 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 just bear with us. It's slow, but that's the vibe out there. We're going to yeah. take them all apart, and that's – we're not saying it's it's cool. We're just saying that that's – That this that actually exists. exists. That's a thing. Yeah, that that's a thing. Um and I wanted to do a show that wasn't necessarily a comedy or a drama yeah. or it's not a I'm not trying to compete with anybody else. I'm trying to just I'm not trying to create my own genre. I'm just trying to be genre less. Right. Did, so here's the chicken or the egg question. Did, did a midlife crisis spawn flaked or did flaked spawn a midlife crisis? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't know I was having a midlife crisis. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, 
No, no, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm not going to delve like a, you know heavily into the season one stuff, but you obviously you've talked a little bit about sort of like how it, you know some issues did come up in yes, the course of season one for sure. And and <clears throat> I don't know, you know, that's a it's a funny one. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which which came first. I think I probably wasn't as prepared as I should have been um, for what kind of an impact it would have on me emotionally. Right, doing something like this that was so close. Look, it's not my story per se, but there were a lot of things that were in there that I that came from me, um, and I think that it probably that combined with a lot of different things uh, sort of led inevitably to where I, you know making some some decisions that I ultimately wish I had done differently. So you know? so what are the mechanisms? How do you, when you go into season two, yeah. you obviously don't want to go down that road no. again. So what did you do to kind of <laughs> I like... Think it was, well, you know, I, I, I was pretty honest about it, um, my situation. I was really only, I, you know, I, I was honest about it in a public way, in a way that I'm not, generally I don't like to get into that aspect of my life too deeply sure. in a public way. Um, there are th- certain things that I think that can remain private um, in this world, which is, I know, odd. Um, <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. We own you. Will. Right, exactly. <laughs> we gotta, you show a picture, of, people share a picture of like every meal, every cup of coffee <laughs> that they're having. So fucking weird when you go to a coffee place or something, you see people and they get their coffee and the first thing they do is they snap a picture and it's like, I, who gives a shit? <laughs> Fucking gives a shit. I want to knock the coffee out of their hand and take their phone that. and throw it in the fucking river. Stop it, Lewis! I will fucking kill you if you take a picture. Um, Lewis is with me. He's not my lawyer. You're right? <laughs> no, that's a, your alternate personality. Yeah. Lewis, there's nobody else in the room. Lewis. <laughs> there's nobody here, Will. It's literally just us. I'm not gonna holler and tell him it's dinner. <laughs> um. But uh, uh, we're talking about? Oh, yeah. so yeah, so but but I think that uh, you know I learned a lot, and like anything in life, you, it either um, as as my son said to me the other day, um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. He likes he's embarrassed to admit he likes that Kelly Clarkson song. <laughs> um, it's really cute, um, but it's true, and yeah. and so I think I learned a lot in Chappie, and I were talking about. We knew that season two, we that Chip needed to go kind of even further towards his bottom, but we knew that he was going to ultimately we we needed him to kind of be start looking for the daylight. Totally, um, and that was important. And th- I think that the season is also a little. There are some heavy moments, but it's also lighter in a lot of other ways. There are a lot more laughs and stuff. And I was just kind of more prepared for it. You know? Sure. I think I think I just got probably lazy and less diligent in kind of understanding my own shortcomings. I know that you know I had a lot of shortcomings. No, if no, I'd no, asked I'm you, well you would have been like, yeah, yeah. you would have been like. When people ask me oh, what Will Arnett's like, you're to like go back to, you're like. <laughs> it's just a list of shortcomings. <laughs> I've prepared this list. <laughs> Take a look yeah. and just sit in awe yeah. that he's able to function day to day. Um, you have a lot going on. You have Flaked. You have the gong show. You have, you have Is that a, like, that's kind of like a, a long way of saying like, you got it going on. No. <laughs> yeah, Is that, that what you're trying to You got it going on, <laughs> Billy Arnett. <laughs> Does anybody call you Bill, Billy? No, yes, actually, I do have a few friends. Really? Billy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Will. Uh, my real friends call me, yeah. um, my real friends, but a lot of my close friends. <laughs> the ones I care about, the ones I value. My, my close uh, old, and family call me Willie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll stick with Will. 
Yep. I don't think we're there yet. No, we're, we're almost back at William. So. <laughs> Mr. Arnett. <laughs> but you've got a lot going on. Sure. You have a couple shows. You've got an app, for God's sakes. You've turned yes. it. You're like a Kardashian. You have like, you're, you're Thank a brand. You. <laughs> Thank you. You're like a Trump. Oh, thanks. <laughs> My point is, yes. you're more than just a man. Yes. You're a producing behemoth. I, I boy, uh, were that only true. Um, but it does feel like you, you ha- your ambitions are varied these days. Y- yeah, I kind of like I kind of just want to do stuff that that seems fun. Um, and I've been saying that for a long time, and then I end up doing a few things that aren't as fun. But I, I keep that's kind of the goal. Um, you know, we're doing the Gong Show, uh, and that did that was something that I thought, hey, that'll be a lot of fun to do. Just kind of a real check your brain out and and have a few laughs and we got a lot of people to come and do that and that was a really good time and we got to produce it and it was a different you know i produced um my show uh uh, flaked and and also bojack but this was a different kind of gear um and producing a show like this a variety show was very different and i got to do a lot of hands-on producing which was interesting yeah Yeah. well it's a test i'm I'm very curious to check it out just by even just the people you brought in. I mean, you know, it's not like Zach Galifianakis is going to show up on like America's Got Talent. Yeah, you know, it's like this sounds interesting. No, yeah, we got a, so many great, fun people that you would like and and, and or do like, and Fred Armisen and uh, Will Forte and Sandberg and Maya Rudolph yeah. and Liz Banks and uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say and Jack. Well, Jack Black. Yeah, I thought I already said Jack. No, but Jack, uh, Jack is hilarious. Jack almost killed. Um, Jen Aniston, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention her, but uh, <laughs> Jack almost killed Jen. Oh, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, uh, with the with the mallet, and I said to I said to Jen um, right after I said, "Listen, um, obviously we all care about you and love you, but if you were to die on this show, that would be, be really good for us." For yeah, me. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I mean, <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Thanks. There are five other friends. We're five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Courtney's here, <laughs> and uh, you know. So what did uh, okay? What did you want to be when you grew up? When you when I, if I talk to you for some reason, if I'm talking to a seven year old, sure. Um, what uh, what was the dream, <laughs> or even a little later as a teenager? Um, I think as a seven year old, I probably wanted to be uh, the starting goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey team. Sure. Yeah, that was my goal back then. Um, I think that when I was, <clears throat> I think when I was ten or eleven. Um, I thought the world was going to end. That was a weird phase for me. Oh, it's come yeah. full circle. Here we are again. I, was, I went through this whole apocalyptic phase, and it was just very. Um, was that the nuclear arms race? Was that tied to anything, or just yeah, like it was just like eighty-one, nineteen eighty-one, and you know Reagan was shot, and I just thought, you know what, this is forget it. It was the Berlin Wall, <laughs> and uh, you know I just didn't, I just didn't see did it. Didn't look good. Yeah, to didn't... the Iron Curtain. <laughs> You know, luckily now we live in optimistic times. Of where, course we do, yeah. uh, but you know these were these were dangerous. Trying to figure out a way to, to shoehorn in um, the phrase the Benelux countries, but I couldn't. So well, you just did. Thank you, <laughs> in a very obvious <laughs> odd way. But but I think that once I was about twelve or thirteen, I did my first play, and I thought, oh, this would be fun. I don't know if I ever really thought at that age that I would do, be able to do this as a profession. Yeah, I probably thought that I was going to end up living under a bridge. Um, I, I got the feeling that my parents thought the same thing. Oh, it's nice to have that kind of confidence yeah. at home. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, I, it wasn't until I was about 19 or 20 that I decided that I was going to come here. And I moved here to New York when I was 20. And I didn't know anybody. And I was going to go and take acting at uh, Lee Strasberg. 
and and I couldn't. I didn't. I don't know. I just thought at that point I was like, I got nowhere else to go. Right. Eggs are all firmly in one basket. This better work. <laughs> you know. Now they're, they're, and I bought a Ferrari. Did you really? Yeah, because I just thought, you know what? I'm, With like what I commercial money or something? No, okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, okay. Here, here's something you probably don't want to talk about, uh, uh, but I, but I, I did not know this about you when I was reading up on you. Straight. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Well, I, be the... I, I won the office pool. Great. Okay. But wait, were you married to Penelope Ann Miller? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you should mention. I'm, I'm guessing you get Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was. <laughs> briefly, briefly. Can I talk about that? Well, I mean, I don't need the dir- dirty details, but it's just—it's a. Cu- Here's what was curious to me: yeah, it's like I was a very young man. Well, like because you didn't have a sense yeah. of a career going no, no. in any way, and she did. Like, I mean, yes. like I—I I had a crush on Penelope Ann Miller when I was young, and she had just done like Carlitos Way in that That's time right. frame, which That's I right. loved. And yes. how did that? How did you guys well, even you, meet? How did you mutual friends and 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 uh, at. Uh, at Naked Angels, which was a theater company back in the in the 90s in New York, which was amazing, and, and a lot of amazing uh, actors came out of there and, and directors, um, including you know Kenny Lonergan and Matthew Broderick and uh, sure. Sarah Jessica Parker and Rob Morrow, and the list goes on. Incredible people. And so we had a bunch of mutual friends. Um, and it's weird. The night we met, <clears throat> I was at a dinner... Uh, how did it happen? It was an after Robbie Bates, um, John Robin Bates, mm-hmm. um, who who I've known for years and is a wonderful playwright and writer and an amazing guy, had just had a new play open. Gosh, I'm trying to think. And the, there was a dinner at, a, like an after party at Cafe Lou. Do you remember that place on 13th Street? I don't know if it's still there. And, um, and I was there with my friend uh, and a couple people there from from Naked Angels, um, and I was also with uh, John Kennedy Jr. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, and uh, I knew him a little bit through a friend of mine. Not not well, but uh, we hung out a few times. Huh. And he was a, um, by my recollections, a really cool dude. Yeah. And, and um, so uh, we were kind of hanging out, having a little bit of dinner, and then um, Penelope was there, and uh, she just happened to be there, and you know, she was a good friend of my friend, and kind of knew John a little bit too, and and. Yeah. You clicked for a brief time, and yeah, it, it was just, it, one, of those it was weird, it was just one of those weird things that just kind of came and went, you know. Crazy, yeah. So in the years, because like it's there were a number of years, obviously, between that kind of time period and like kind of the mid '90s, and Arrested, which is like the first time that most people saw you and knew who you were. Mm-hmm. Like, what percentage of those years were you actually making a decent living? Were you happy? Were you gainfully employed? You, I know you went through a bunch of pilots, but like, was it when you look back on that like eight nine? Years was that like a a happy time a frustrating time was like or what it, it was it was all those things you know um, it's funny again one of the reasons I made the show flaked was because it doesn't reflect those times but I didn't want to make a show I've said this a lot when you wake up in the morning you don't say today's going to be a comedy day or today's going to be a drama day it's all a bunch of things happening sure. at once and those years were just that I, I you know ninety that was late ninety four that next summer I made a couple indie movies um, I remember everything chronologically for reals I I can remember what I did any month of any year really um, yeah starting about the age of like eighteen or nineteen so June um, two thousand one June two thousand one I was in L A um, 
in the my sister and her, my brother-in-law came for Memorial Day in Los Angeles. I was living in Venice, and then later that month I came back to New York, and we went up to Massachusetts. Are you, you have like that Mary, Mary Lou Henner thing, I don't know like where it. it's like you can like I don't know the it. dates, but I know exactly. That's those, amazing. Yeah. Okay, so, so sorry I interrupted your train yeah. of thought, but like so. It's it's everything. Obviously, so it's, it's a long period of time, and there are ups and downs. So and yeah, I did a couple of movies, and then they, you know, you think like this one is going to be the thing that, that right. gets me this, and then and then nothing. And but through that, um, I was lucky because I, I I started doing voiceovers and purely by accident, um, and that allowed me. It afforded me um, the opportunity to not have to work in a restaurant. A lot of my friends worked in restaurants or had various yeah. jobs. I didn't have to do that. Um, and it was great. And did, I started making real uh, money. Real money. Yeah. Did yeah. it make you less ambitious? Because like now you could kind of like rely on that. And I, like I think it did. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I do think it did for a couple of years. And I that is one of the reasons that when I was thirty, I decided like, oh, hang on a second, I've, I'm getting complacent, and I've got to. F- what am I doing? I've been I've been living in New York for ten years now. I, I gotta. I kind of kicked my own ass and mm. said, "Get your shit together." And it's one of the reasons I sort of sobered up and all that stuff. It wasn't. I wasn't living under. I've never been like. I wasn't living under a bridge right. or like a degenerate or you know I didn't go to rehab. It was just more about not doing the stuff I needed to be doing. Yeah. And any kind of not just like life, life pass you by and just sort of actually yeah, engaging what, in the things you wanted to do. That's and, what all that yeah. stuff does. It gives, makes me do bad, make bad decisions, and just lay on the couch and kind of drink too much and get hungover and just go fuck it. I'm not going to do anything. Right. I can't. I didn't want to live like that. It's depressing to me. Um, and I realized I was letting everything go by. And yeah, so it was. Uh, I but but it was a strange time, and it was you know New York in my twenties, which is. Great, and I did have a lot of great memories for sure. Um, but I do, I did feel like I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing. And were you able to? Because I had this conversation with Tony Hale when he came in here as well, and he's yeah. been really open about like, you know, how arrested again was like this huge moment, and yet. Mm-hmm. Bizarrely, he wasn't able to really enjoy the moment. I mean, he did enjoy it. He enjoyed the cast. That obviously it was creative. F- he loved creative me. F- f- he, he mentioned that. He did not mention I, you that. You know, Tony. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Um, but getting caught up in that, like, were you able to enjoy that? Hundred Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's funny. I, I uh, um, Tony's wife um, worked as a makeup artist on and off at SNL, so I knew right. her a little bit. And Tony kind of. Um, through that, when we auditioned for um, Arrested, I was here. He was already there. We flew out around the same time, I think, and, and I because I was living here, and I flew out to audition to have my final test, um, and then got the show. And then the next day, basically stayed, and we started rehearsing and started shooting. And like my life changed that day, um, and I went through it with Tony. And Tony and I were staying at the same hotel right around the corner from Fox, what was then the, I don't know, Intercontinental or something. We we walked back and forth to the studio to do our tests and stuff. And, um, and our lives changed. I, because I think I had been in New York, I don't know, I can't remember how, Tony's story exactly, how long he had been here before. But, but I'd been, you know, I'd been living in New York for 13 years at that point, on and off, you know, between New York and, and California. I, I appreciated First of all, from moment one, once we started shooting the pilot, how how different it felt, how the chemistry was unique, and it was really everything kind of clicked in a in, 
just in a very different way. And so I did appreciate it. And once we started shooting the show, <clears throat> every day I would go onto the lot. I, I remember saying, kind of making myself remember these moments. Sure. Not for moments like this, but just for my life. Yeah. Driving onto the lot, taking my parking pass out, putting it on the, the you know, the magnetic thing, putting my window down and doing it. And actually at Fox, they had a guy who was really enthusiastic for a couple of years who would take it for you and he'd swipe it and then he'd go and he'd wrap it up real quick. He did like a whole dance thing. It was kind of like, uh, he was just like doing a bit. Sure. But he was really into his job and so was I. I appreciated it every morning. There wasn't a morning that I drove onto the set of Arrested Development where it felt like it was work, ever. And I remember saying, take it in, appreciate it. And I appreciated every fucking moment that I shot that show. Is a... And Tony Hale is a piece of shit for saying <laughs> otherwise. No, I'm just kidding. How dare you not appreciate you? what we had? You, you son of a bitch. I love Tony with all what, my heart. What's, uh, and one of the cool things, I mean, you, you know, you allude to this, but like these kind of experiences don't happen often. And certainly like the relationships, both personally and professionally, you were able to forge. I mean, you know, you had, I don't know if you still are producing stuff with Jason, but he's obviously a close friend, Jason mm -hmm. Bateman. Um, Mitch is a producer on Flaked. Yeah. Um, that's unusual to say the least. Yeah, it, it, we, it, it has, um, you know, it, I think that, you know, Tony's been busy on his show. We we would probably do more stuff if he wasn't. He's kind of in his own. He's got his crew, those that gang. But, uh, you know, we, Mitch and I, after the show, stayed on and did, um, with Jason, um, we did a brief uh, uh, animated show called Sit Down, Shut Up. And then we did, um, Mitch and I did Running Wild. And we created that with Jim Valley. And then we did Flaked. And we've done a bunch of other things in between. I, I did some... I've done commercials, um, on-camera stuff, and, and Mitch has come on and, and helped with those. And, right. you know, we've stayed really close, and we're, we're close friends. And um, he's an important collaborator for me. Um, and Jason is, too. We, we did all this stuff at Dum Dum, and we, we're not really producing stuff anymore to, together. But we... Um, I see him a lot. We talk a lot. Uh, I was just with him um, last weekend. Um, you know, it's our kids get together um, with us, and and we also recognize that. You know, there's a moment we were um, at a friend's house, and the kids were in the, we're all uh, swimming in the pool together, and, and Jason's wife looked at me, and she's like, "Can you believe this?" And I was like, "I know, it's it's pretty crazy." Yeah. Um, and and then uh, and then Jason started screaming. Jason can't swim, and not a lot of people know this. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it turned into a thing. It was actually not a happy memory. It was a terrible. Is he okay? Is he? No, and it turned out he was just trying to. Get, he wanted me to give him mouth to mouth, which is like a. Fucking, That's a fucking weird, so, weird way to get to that. Really just to ask a friend, like just. And he was like, and in front like, of your kids. And in front like, of my kids, he's like, save with the tongue, do it with the tongue. And I was like, why would that save your? <laughs> Are you creatively involved? Speaking of um, Arrested season five, are you talking to Mitch about his own? Like, is he kind of in a hole right now writing, or are you kind of in, in the writers' room for that? Or what's? I have been. Yeah. Um, and I think that I'll probably return a little bit. Um, it's been tough just because uh, of other stuff I've been trying to do in with uh, Jabby and. <laughs> Thank you. We, yeah. <laughs> it just makes me happy. Um, you would adore Chappie. He's, like, <laughs> he's one of the funnier people. He's so fucking dry. Yeah. Um, he's the punniest person of all time, too. And he does it really um, <laughs> slowly, man. Um, it's on delivery. Yeah. But, uh, yes, and, and it's, a, it's a really fun, 
you know, I kind of knew Mitch had an idea of where he wanted to go this season mm-hmm. a long time ago at the end of uh, that last season, um, season four, which I was also in the room on uh, for a little while. And um, it's it's a it's going to be very satisfying, I think, for the fans this mm-hmm. season I, without giving anything away. It's important that we kind of keep that under wraps. Sure. Um, Is he still going to recut? I know, the, so the season four was kind of divisive, right? Like, I Job mean, inherits it all. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. Why did I? No, what? you were so close. Like, we were moving on. I, I literally was moving on. I know, but my ego took over. <laughs> and I needed to be liked in that moment. Well, something to look forward to. But um, I know, like, there was some divisiveness around season four. Yes. Uh, particularly because of the structure and the way you had to shoot it and the necessities of that. Yeah. Um, is he still going to, like, recut it chronologically? He talked about he, doing that. He already has. So we're gonna eventually going to well, see well, that? Well, yeah, eventually. There's a whole – there's a, there are a lot of issues surrounding why that can't – and or hasn't been released yet. Okay. Uh, having to do with lawyers. Um, but, you know, I – there were there were people. I, I know there were a lot of people who didn't like season four because of the way it was, um, and because that each, everybody had their own episodes. And if you go back and you watch those episodes, and you will, you're ordering. And you will. Okay. I hope you'll go back. It's that's I, like the right. That's what that's President the appro- said to Comey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Comey for life. No, no, that's by the time that by the time this airs. No. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, when does this air? This airs right before the Gong Show premieres, I believe, in no two way. weeks. Yeah. Oh. By now, the, the nation is feeling Gong Show fever. Gong Show for life. Is that <laughs> is that safe? Sure, or? that's fine. Um, what was the question? I don't um, remember. We were talking. Oh, the uh, season four, and I think oh, what you were alluding oh, yes. to is it's the complexity of it is yes. very rewarding. Yeah, I think if you go back, you know, there was a guy. One of the reviewers, I think a guy from the Washington Post, had said initially. You know, they didn't send it out for reviewers. Right. And so people just, you know, they and, and their initial reaction, it was very anti- highly anticipated at the time, if you if you recall. And some of the early reviews that came out were withering. And then this, including this guy from the um, from WAPO, as I call him. And then the next week, uh, the guy said, you know, I, I went back and I, and I rewatched. And I have to say, this is... I was wrong. Yeah, the complexity is outstanding. This is the most potentially the most ambitious comedy ever made. This is like the Ulysses of, of comedy. Yeah, um, and I appreciated the James Joyce reference. <laughs> well, I, it's interesting. You've had you've kind of had that experience a couple times in different ways. Even BoJack at first. Yeah, panned. Yeah, and there were a few people whom I was psyched about. Uh, who were reviewers who were really especially shitty about it because I know they're trying to get clicks, right. so they have to say. They have to be as shitty as possible. Yeah, you, ha- you can't be in the middle. You can't actually have a nuanced no. complex. <laughs> no, 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 at all. Right. It's got to be super shitty to get clicks because if he doesn't get clicks, mm-hmm. then he loses his job. Will Arnett, is... the worst fucking guest ever on Happy Sad Confused. <laughs> or, the I... best, or the best, <laughs> um, or the best. We'll decide by the end. Will Arnett blows the roof <laughs> off this dump in the best way. And I, by, by the way, I should just say as an aside. Mm. By dump, I don't mean this place is a dump. Well, you were kind of alluding a little earlier that you were saying the table is like a wheel that collects cables. So, I mean, we have that on tape. For this building, it's very cool. Uh You know what I mean? Because it's – because you There's an aesthetic we're going for. You're here. You're in this building. Do the fans know where you record that you're at Viacom? Can I say that? Viacom. Doesn't that sound like, hey, you know what? 
what are we going to call the company? Let's just put it into the computer and see what the computer comes up with. Okay, we'll toss a couple of media and TV shows, and we did this and right. And what does that say? Click, click, click. I, uh, um, okay, good. Like, good enough. Good enough. It was like the old. Um, it was like the old uh, phone company, Nine X. Oh yeah, that was good. Remember Nine X? Nine X, of course. <sighs> We're all connected. New York Telephone. Now, Josh, let yeah. me ask you a couple of questions. Now you're on the hot seat. Well, you are a talk show host. Yes. You, uh, when I saw you at Comic-Con, you were hosting. You've That's done right. a recent guest hosting on Kimmel. So clearly you want my job uh, all over the place. Well, no, I don't. But I, I just said I was doing an interview with somebody. I mean, I know it's hard. That's, uh, you know, like, honestly, it would probably take a monkey like 15 minutes to learn how to do this. You know huh. what I'm saying? That's interesting. Because at the beginning of that sentence, it made Fuck, it sound I like I it was. Rim shot. I could do a Fuck, I would have done You should a bring a gong shot. along with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was going to say. Um, what? Where are you from? Are you from this? I'm a New Yorker, York born and bred. City? I grew up in New York City. Cut it out. I have no driver's license. I'm a 41 year old man that is not a functioning adult. Wow. I've never lived anywhere else. That's amazing. Yeah. You probably could not live anywhere else now. Well, Uber has saved my life. Of course. So I could. If you I, go to Los Angeles, you use Uber. Yeah. Have you ever thought about getting your driver's license? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Sure. I'll pay for you to get your license. Will you teach me to drive? I'd love to teach you how to drive. Can we, can I, I, we do I'm that? An, I, I, I don't mean this in any kind of like, uh, you know, Raymond. Um, <laughs> I'm an excellent driver. Classic By Raymond, I meant, yeah, yeah Raymond. I thought you were good. Everybody loves. No, no, no. Not, no, 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 no Raymond, burn the baby. <laughs> Raymond, burn the baby. Um, 82, 82, 82, 246. <laughs> yes, yes. We're doing all Rain Man references this week. It's perfect. <laughs> we're, we're wearing matching outfits. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Wait. I'm, a, I'm Tom Cruise, right? If sure, you get to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> I just interviewed Tom Cruise the other night for the the Mummy. Did you really? Yeah. How I love it. I love Tom Cruise. Me too. He's so positive. Well, it's funny you say that. So like we did happy, sad, confused photos yeah. as I always do, and they're all the same. He couldn't not smile. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't post the others because like, it's like he's like what's sad? <laughs> incapable of sadness. <laughs> Chappy, love Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise. He, you know. Have you ever met Tom Cruise? I have, briefly. Yeah. Um, I was at I was at this thing, and Kimmel says, Jimmy Kimmel said, uh, you want to meet Tom Cruise? <laughs> Literally like that. I went over, yes, I want to meet Tom He's like, come here. I went over and, and shook his hand. Uh, I love his movies. I love those, um, the Mission oh, Impossible movies. so good. I love those. And, and um, but I, I. Years ago, Tom Cruise was doing the um, questionnaire. He was on Inside the Actors Studio with James Lipton, uh -huh. whom I knew, I got to know from Arrested Development. <laughs> right. And uh, so uh, I saw him do, it was after our first season, and Tom Cruise was on, and James Lipton was beside himself. He was so giddy. And Cruise asked him the questionnaire, oh, a few God. questions. And clearly, uh, Mr. Lipton. He has that ready. He, he's got that. I mean, they was they were they were locked down. <laughs> they, he pulled them out of they, he pulled out tablets. They had been etched in stone, and and uh, he asked them a question. And his answers were terrific, amazing. So a, about a week later, we were in Los Angeles for our first ever Arrested Development Emmy bait reading sure. session, and um, James Lipton moderated after, and um, it was very strange. Cross going to be there, and Jim Rash had to sit in. Four Cross and mm -hmm. read whom do you know Jim Rash is actor writer uh, I'm sure yeah, I did amazing, the name was yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was uh, late July 2004 
True story. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Show off. I know. And so Lip, um, we're, we do this thing, and Lipton, James Lipton goes along the cast afterwards just to do a brief version of the questionnaire with everybody. Sure. And he gets to me, on, and the question is, um, what profession other than the one you currently do would you most like to do and and you know and why or whatever what what what, what profession do you think you could do and i just seen the week before his answer and i gave it back to him I, exactly <laughs> what he said and i said that's easy dancer but with one provisio that i'd never get injured and i'd never get old <laughs> how did he react and i remember to this day him just kind of like looking down and going like this <laughs> Small it was a, little. It was the fucking greatest. It was it was such a great. Um, Lewis, I, you were there. It was at the. Uh, Lewis was was with me. Lewis is not in. The, there's no one else in the room. Will right. <laughs> you got that right, Lewis. Would you? It's interesting. So Tom Cruise. So like speaking of films. Yes. What's the film career? What uh, where, what lane do you want to have in film? Because it's a tough kind of road. Any lane. No, but seriously, like because like the, the film work you've done. Yes. And by the way, your work in Pop Star was excellent. Thank you. I truly mean that. The TMZ yeah, parody was hysterical. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but like, has it been tough to kind of find like what your lane is? For and, sure, it's been very difficult. And and you know, I used to I. Very recently, I've, I've joked many times, I said, if it wasn't for bad films, I wouldn't make any. Um, but, you know, there, it's much more difficult, and it's much more difficult now. You know, we live in a time that, for the most part, unless, it, unless it's a big franchise, it's very difficult to, yeah. to get films made. Um, and, you know, in terms of comedy, there, there aren't a lot of films that, that comedically that hold up because it's, it's Difficult because the process of making a film is is so arduous. It takes so long yeah. that it completely defeats the spontaneity that w- with which you you need to make a comedy. It's interesting. So I literally just, we just had Jake Johnson in the other day, yeah. and he was telling me he's a very funny guy, obviously, and he was talking about Let's Be Cops, which mm-hmm. like made money, did well, and he was like, it was a miserable experience. Like we had like Keegan and like Riggle and like the, the funniest people on the planet, yeah. and s- it, it just felt like going through the motion. It, uh, something in that process it t- it, it it killed pro- it. It took forever. Yeah. And uh, honestly, that's it. I remember making uh, – Blades of Glory years ago, and you know Will is so funny, um, and we, we, you know we had such a great cast, and Amy was amazing, yeah. and hilarious, and and we fought against that the whole time. We were constantly like, "Come on, let's go, let's go!" And 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 Will Speck and, and Josh Gordon, who right. have become great friends, and we worked together, and they worked on Flake last year, and you know they understood that we weren't being like dicks we were like we got to keep it moving you got to keep it fresh comedy relies on that that's why there's so much great comedic tv sure because the pace inherently is is just yeah you have to um i I do think that's a main major problem um and but but there are films that i'd like to make and there are stuff you know now there are a couple things that i'm that i'm working on um that are much closer to what i want to make and uh and hopefully those things come to fruition. Did you have more fun on the set of uh, G-Force or Jonah Hex? Well, G-Force was really fun. It was because Zach was in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Zach and I uh, fucked around a lot. And it's funny, it didn't end up being a great movie. Um, of course, it was a kid's movie. Uh, my son loves it, and he got a, bat, he got a lunchbox, uh, a G-Force lunchbox. Nice. And I kind of felt like he was... Trying to like like he was taking the piss out of me, 
I was no. like, is he fucking with me? I'm yeah, Ernest love. No, he really, he That's legitimately good. loves it, which is sweet. And so, does he have uh, a Jonah Hex uh, lunchbox? Jonah, Jonah Hex. Look at the cast of that. Amazing. Josh Brolin. Um, uh, Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Uh, um, Michael Shannon. That's uh, John Malkovich. Um, me. Well, that's you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah I agree, but you should probably shouldn't be so, able to say I that. So I mean, I should have led with me. So like best Will, intentions. Will Arnett joint. By the way, yes, best intentions. Uh, that was a crazy movie to make. Um, you made it a couple times. Sounds like it was. It was a bizarre. <laughs> I remember somebody telling me. I remember. I think it was, but somebody told me the last day they were in. They were, it was in New Orleans, which is it was so hot and obviously, and um, we're wearing all these costumes and stuff. It was very weird and disorganized and people were wandering around it was the last day and then people were one of the second ADs was like crying in the parking lot and, and I'm pretty sure it was Josh who told me this and said like what because I had gone and said like what what's going on I said oh one of the dudes was like oh man everybody's on mushrooms like the whole crew <laughs> was on mushrooms <laughs> and that's just the way it like it was just crazy wow it was just like insanity man and of course you can't get anything Done. It was like the making of Apocalypse Now, except Jonah Hex came out of it instead of <laughs> Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yes, that's right. I had a lot of funny. There were some funny moments in that. Josh Brolin is such a funny guy. I, I, he's, I mean, he's he's hysterical. He's, I mean, he's a very unique, crazy guy. <laughs> he's so awesome. I really, I, apart from being a great actor, I just love him. I just think he's just such an excellent dude. And I remember a couple of years ago, um, I live right around the corner from here. I'm not going to tell you where, so relax. Sure. And um, I'm just gonna follow you. I was walking up, I was walking up Hudson Street, and we'd had I had dinner with a friend of mine. And I was at the corner of my street, and we're talking, and all of a sudden I hear somebody go, "Hey," kind of come up the corner, and go, "Hey, Will," and I go, "Hey, man," and I turn and I keep talking to my friend, and he goes, "Will," and I go, "Yeah, man, how you doing?" <laughs> and I keep talking, and you know, he goes, "Will, it's Josh," <laughs> and, he, and it was Josh Brolin, and I go. Oh shit, man! Sorry, he was wearing a coat and it was dark out. Sure. And he goes, for, do you for real? <laughs> do you for real not recognizing me? And I go, dude, I, it's dark. And then my friend was like, even I recognize it was you, and I don't know you. And I was like, I was so embarrassed. He was really funny about it. Um, he almost played Batman, you know. Did he? I did yeah, not know he that. He was literally. It was like him and Affleck were like, like he was like the other one that was supposed no to be. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What's uh, I think he would have been amazing, by the way. I mean, yeah. And Ben's good, too, of yeah, course. Yeah, of but, course. But um, what's the uh, – is there a Lego Batman future? I, honestly, I really adored that movie. It was a, a really smart, funny movie. Oh, thanks. I, I, you know, I hope so. Um, we're, we're, we're working on the, the sequel to the Lego movie right now. Right. Um, and um, – but there are a couple ideas kicking around for, for Lego Batman 2, uh, and I hope it happens. Um so we'll we'll see. It's too early to really say definitively, but I, th I think it would be something everyone wants to do. Yeah. So what's is most of the stuff that you consume now in terms of uh, pop culture, according to what your kids are into? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It really is, and there are a few things that I love that my kids are into. You know, every. I don't mean like. First of all, I don't mean fidget spinners. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. I, I have a couple, no. but I do. But uh, any on you right now? Not on me. Okay. Not on me. I'm not. I'm not holding. But uh, <laughs> but they. Uh, I was like, God, fuck. Why didn't I think of inventing that? What is so? What, what's it's the just like? I need to be reminded that I'm dumb. Are there actual games to do with it, or is it literally just to no, 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 do no. tricks with them? I, I, like, I've it's... had friends who come over because we have a bunch and yeah. two bucks right. at the at, and uh, 
so you know you just I'll have friends go that's a fidget spinner yeah yeah what do you do just grab it and then you and then they go like this yeah and then what that's it. You can go the other way if you want, I guess. You know what? Thoreau, Justin Thoreau stole. I thought you were about to quote Thoreau. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> one said. <laughs> fidget spinners. A man. Um, <laughs> Justin Thoreau stole one of my son Abel's uh, fidget spinners. Well, he kind of. He didn't he, steal it per se. It makes but sense. He, He's that kind of guy. He kind of pocketed it. And then the next day, he was like. I think Justin took my thing. And so we tagged. I was like, hey, did you take? And he sent a picture of it in his garbage. <laughs> what a piece of shit. I know. What a total dirtbag. He right? knew where it was. Yeah. He put it in the garbage. And then he was like rubbing it in. And my son is six. <laughs> That's how much he hates you. He's a It's maniac. transferred the hate like, to your children. I wish he wasn't. I wish he hadn't been left over. <laughs> you know, I wish he had departed. That's a good one to watch with the kids. They love it. My kids love Departed. They love Game of Thrones. Right. Um, they love the Fifty Shades movies. Uh, no, no, no. What else? What else? You shouldn't be doing that. You should really. Oh my God. Father of the Year. Yeah, my kids are like, they did say to me last week because it was the big finale, and they were like, um, we're all going to. Anyway, I said, uh, they're like, what's Departed about? I'm like, um. The leftovers, you mean? Oh, sorry, yeah, leftovers. Yeah. Uh, what's, the, what's the leftovers about? I was like, uh, how, do I, how do I explain <laughs> this in a non super terrifying way? There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Um, congratulations on all your success. Everybody should check out Flaked Season 2, now on Netflix. Yes. You've got Netflix. We know. Streaming. It's, stre- it's streaming. At, do you feel it streaming by you right it's now? It's constantly streaming. It's just there. Yeah, because you're, you know, I, and I've been through this before. Not right now because I'm wearing these headsets, but for the most part, I'm wireless. I'm completely wireless. You're not tethered. No, so people are like, oh, this place, it's wireless, it's wireless. I'm like, hey, motherfucker, I'm wireless up in here. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. I got more. I gotta. I'm going to do a real podcast. Is, is your is your fake uh, friend talking to you again? I'm going. <laughs> what, what's, what's quote unquote Lewis saying to you now? Get me on Marin again, because <laughs> I want to do a quick compare. I want to do a back to back. You know, briefly, I yes. listened to the Marin. Oh. and I was so. I mean, he's. I, mean, I, I think he's the he's, best in the business. Yes. Yes. And I was like, oh fuck, he did the definitive will interview. Like, you there's nothing so? left to do. <laughs> you know what? He. I didn't mention that I knew John Kennedy Jr. Nailed it. Uh, it's good to see you, buddy. Congratulations you too, man. on everything. Everybody check out Flakes. Check out the Gong Show. Gong Show. Up in here. All right, calm down. I was, I was doing it. That's too far. Now they don't want to watch it. Just watch it, guys. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) This episode of Happy, Sad, Confused was produced by Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, and Kasia Mihailovic for the MTV Podcast Network, with additional engineering by Little Everywhere. You can subscribe to this and all of our other shows on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you find your favorite podcasts.